Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How are you doing? I'm terrific. How are you? I'm doing great. I was uh, so excited to, to see you and talk to you today. Uh, you tweeted something that really meant a lot to me and, and obviously millions of your fans. And I think you know what I'm talking about. You tweeted about you know, one year uh, of being clean of self-harm. And like that tweet meant so much to me and, and, and your fans, like just your transparency and being so open and uh, having that dialogue. Um, first of all, congratulations on that. And what does is, what is one year clean of self-harm mean to you? And, and was it easy for you to, to share that with your, with your fans? No, it definitely wasn't easy. I, um, I have a very close relationship with my fans. Like I am I try to be transparent with them always about everything. So I felt kind of like I was not hiding something from them, but I felt like I, they didn't really know how much I was struggling when I was, which I also do believe there's certain things that like you don't need to share with everybody. And I wanted to work through my issues and like how I was feeling before I opened up and shared things because sometimes it can only like amplify things. If now you have t tons of people like checking on you every day, it can just be really like overstimulating and like overwhelming for somebody like me particularly who like gets very overwhelmed. So I kind of wanted to like not suffer in silence, but I wanted to go through it alone first. And then I was able to then like tell a story and be like, Hey guys, this is what I was going through. And like, it was important for me to talk about it because I was really proud of myself when I like saw on my calendar that the one year was approaching. I, I decided I was going to, you know, go public with it because you know, it's, you just said like it, it meant a lot to you. And I, I just knew in my head, there's so many people who are suffering in silence. And there are so many people who have dealt with self-harm, whether in, in any way, shape and form. And I felt like if they saw that I had been struggling as well, maybe it would have provided them with some company and made them not feel as alone. And um, yeah, I just wanted people to know that like, you know, I, I, I went through it too. Absolutely. And I feel like many people do suffer in silence, myself included. I feel like I just started recently talking about it, you know, publicly because I feel like it is a private matter and you kind of, you know, keep it to yourself. But I, I feel like you found um, kind of uh, peace with sharing, sharing that piece of you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, to be open and honest and kind of, it, it kind of takes the burden off your shoulders a little bit, no? Yeah, absolutely. I felt like I could, you know, if I could provide somebody out there with some sort of insight or some sort of wisdom, then I would love to share my story and help them. And I do little live streams with my fans now and like talk a lot about mental health. And I get so many tweets of people being like, you literally helped me so much. You don't even understand. And it means the world to me that I can, you know, turn my pain into like now knowledge and hopefully help other people in any way that I can. And, um, 
obviously I don't like have a PhD or anything, but like, I'm also like, I try to just speak from my experience and my experience alone and, um, you know, give people the guidelines that I can. And I think opening up about it also helps destigmatize the conversation around mental health, which is super important. I feel like if you, you know, are with a group of friends and they're like, oh, what are you doing later? And you're like, oh, I have a therapist appointment and then I can hang out with you after. People still to this day might be like a therapist. Are you okay? And I just think that that's unfortunate. And I wish that that was something that was more normalized and that it was kind of like going to the doctor and getting a checkup and like, I just truly believe that your mental matters just as much as your physical. So um, yeah, I'm just trying to like keep the conversation going and I appreciate you talking about it as well because I think that it really does help. And the more people see us talk about it, the better it's going to get. And hopefully the world will be a better place one day. Absolutely. I can't say that any better. So I'll leave it at that. And uh, not only did your uh, experiences, um, you know, help with social media and connect with your audience that way, but obviously with your music as well. So you went through this process, um, you know, with your mental health while recording your upcoming album, right? Uh, Life Support. So uh, walk me through that process. And, and I guess you kind of came to terms with uh, your, you know, your mental health and well-being. And um, how did that translate into the album? Um, it, it was tough at times, you know, it kind of became like, the reason I named it life support is because it really truly came that um, I didn't want to ever get out of bed. I was really depressed and I was in a really, really dark place, but I had to because I had an album to finish and I got myself up and, you know, I am very, very close with the team who I made my album with. And it was definitely a form of therapy. Like as I was simultaneously doing genuine real therapy sessions three times a week, I also was in the studio every single day for 12 hours a day. And I was singing and I was writing and I was channeling my emotions in different ways. And I feel like it really did save me and it really kept me going. And um, it was obviously really hard. And there were some days, don't get me wrong, that I went to the studio and literally just cried and talked and that was it. And just knowing that I had people who wanted to listen and who were there for me and who would comfort me and hold me and like channel these things into art, it meant so much to me. And it really just like, it just helped a lot. So it was a really beautiful experience as hard as it was. Like now I can look back and be like, what a really like amazing support system that I had around me. And I'm so glad that I have now this album to like be this period piece of when I went through something and I can look back at it and be like, I'm really proud of you and how far you've come. Right. So that means this album has to mean so much more to you. And uh, I think it was supposed to be released, I think, before in this year, right? Obviously, with uh, everything uh, this year has brought us. Do we have a release date for Life Support? or? No, when I say that very sadly, I we were supposed to release it in late March. And then, of course, everything happened. We pushed it into... April and then we had to push it again. It just it just kept getting pushed and pushed. And so now we're just figuring it out. And I obviously want it out so bad. It's also because it's like, it's a moment in time that I don't want to expire. Like I want it to come out when it's still like relative to my current life. So um, I definitely want to get it out as soon as I physically can. And um, my fans are like bullying my label every single day. Like, like let her release it. So we're trying to get it out the best that we can. And I'm like really hoping that it comes out this year. Yes, we need that. I want to hear your story. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about Baby, the one that's out right now. I mean, this single is super catchy. Congratulations. It's catchy as hell. Thank you so much. It's really good. Uh, we premiered it on 96.5 TDY like a couple weeks ago. Did you, did you stream it? Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw it. People were tagging me in stories and stuff. It's so cool. It's amazing. Have you, have you heard it yet on the radio? It's a different feel when you hear your own song on the radio, I, I would I assume, right? I haven't heard it on the radio myself, but I've gotten videos of people sending it to me hearing it on the radio, but hopefully I'll start hearing it soon. I mean, I remember when I first heard my song Home With You, I was walking down the street and I was passing a restaurant and all of a sudden I heard my song 
and I was like, checked my phone. I was like, is, is it playing off my phone right now? And I was so confused. And the thought it's on the radio didn't go through my head. And then I got closer to a speaker and I went into the restaurant. I was like, what are you playing this off of? And they're like, it's just the radio. And I started crying and like freaked out. It was crazy. I will never forget that moment. But it's um, gotta be an insane feeling, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. And then you hear like us talking over the record, like, hey, it's Madison Beer. I'm not, like, come on, it's the whole thing. It, I mean, it doesn't sound like that, but you get the idea. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> never get used to it. At least I won't ever get used to it. Absolutely. Uh, so talk, tell me about the song. How did it come about? It's it's super fun. The video is ridiculous. Uh, walk me through it. Yeah. So amidst, um, you know, everything we were discussing, like making this album about my mental health and like where I was at in my life, there was kind of this turning point where I was like, I walked in and I was like, I'm deciding to get my shit together. And I'm deciding to like take my life by the reins and like get it together. And this was kind of the pinnacle moment of they were like, okay, well, what kind of song do you want to make? And I was like, I want to make a song that in a month from now, like I didn't know when the song was going to come out. Uh, this was a year ago as well. I was like, whenever this comes out, I want to be able to be like, I'm in a good place now and I can feel sexy and confident when I listen to this song. So that was really like the thought process. And um, we just went on it straight ahead like that. And it was just like, yeah, let's make a song that makes people feel good and hopefully instill some confidence in you. And the lyrics are, you know, they're simple, but if you really like read into them, they actually like have a deeper meaning and they're a bit metaphorical. Like for me, the lyric that says I'm a handful, but that's what hands are for. Like, that's my way of saying I am who I am. And if you can't deal with it, then don't even attempt to, um, because I'm not changing. So those lyrics are all like simple, but they also have deeper meanings for sure. And we saw your performance, obviously, on The Late Show. Uh, yeah. How was that done? Because that performance, by the way, seemed like it was from like, the VMAs. Like, it was super intricate and super cool. Was that all green screen? How'd you pull that off? Oh, no, that was all real. And it was, um, it was yeah, it was all real. And it was all practical. And it, wow. was, it was really fun. It was very, very cool. We got to just film it in a little soundstage. Obviously, we couldn't go there because of COVID. So um, we built that whole set and we just filmed it. And it was super scary. It was my first time performing it. So I was really nervous, but I love Corden. And like, I was so, so grateful that he invited me to be back on the show. When things get back to normal, what's the first thing you're doing? Where are you going? Where do you want to visit? Who do you want to see? I want to see my fans. I just want to tour so bad. Like that's all I want to do is just go on tour and see my fans and sing my songs. That's it. Yeah. Enough of this virtual nonsense. I need some human interaction, right? Oh yeah. For real. And we need you in Philadelphia. Stat. Uh then I know I'll be there as soon as I can be let's make it happen well congrats on baby the song sounds super good on 96.5 TDY make sure you listen next time it's on <laughs> yes 100% I will definitely be listening and I'm just so happy to to see your growth over this past year I'm so happy you're doing well mm -hmm. uh physically and mentally and uh we can't wait to hear your uh your album whenever thank it comes out <laughs> thank you so so much I appreciate you it was nice seeing you and hopefully I'll see you, you next time able yes. to come really Yes, come to Philly. We'll talk to you soon, Madison. Love. Love you too.